Hello, this is Red Bartlett. A few weeks ago, I came across a VHS tape provided to me by Neil Ross, who was a, a Richmond Reserves player. And he had taped the Richmond versus Swan District's Escort Cup match from 1982. A long forgotten match, a lost match in a sense. Many historians and archivists have been looking for this broadcast for decades. And it now finally surfaced, and it was the whole game, pre-match, half-time, post-match. So that's up on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rhett Bartlett. One of the people who played for Swan Districts was an Irish teenager by the name of Kieran Lynch. So we tracked him down to ask about his memories of this infamous match 38 years on. Is that Kieran? Hey, mate, good morning. How are you? Hi, Red. I'm good, mate. I'm very good. I'm, I'm, be I'm very, very pleased to, to have um, come, uh, come across those videos on the um, on, on, on your um, YouTube site. It was fantastic. Who would have thought that this is what where it's ended up? That um, one of the players for the Richmond team called Neil Ross, his family or friends taped the game off TV because yeah. because he. You know, it was his sort of first, you know, tryout in the Richmond Seniors. Um, yes. Um, and lo and behold, the tape, you know, stays in the house for 30 years or 40 years. And yeah. Before it's yeah. digitised. Yeah, had, had you seen the game since then? No. No, no, not at all. Um, I was, uh, I was uh, 18, 19, I think, at the time, and living with a, a bunch of mates. We were all playing footy. And um, and they all, you know, they were at home. They watched it, I think, on a Tuesday night or whatever it was. Um, but nobody, I don't think we had a video recorder in the house at the time, so nobody um, recorded it. And uh, and I never got to see it. I, you know, I never ever got to see it. So um, and we spoke about it because it was the only, uh, you know, amongst ourselves. And you know, uh, I lived with a bunch of guys. We all, you know tried to play footy and um, and did okay, you know, uh, made it into reserves and um, had a crack, um, but never never kind of pulled off the big win, so to speak. But um, um, we talked about it and, um, you know, uh, but, it, but it just never surfaced. It was just never around and never came up. And then uh, last week, a guy called Mark Cowan, um, or Steve Cowan, was it, um, sent me a message out of the blue. I don't know him. And he said, don't... By the way, did you did you um, uh, play in an escort cup match in 1982? And I went, holy smoke, <laughs> you know. And uh, and I said I did. And he goes, um, look, there's a video of this that's just surfaced. It's over on uh, Rhett Bartlett's site, um, you know, in Richmond. So um, if you want to have a look at it, go 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 and look him up. Google it. So I did, and there it was. So, uh, yeah, like, four, I don't know how many years later. It's a ton of years later, but uh, um, I, I never, ever saw myself play football on TV, you know. I saw myself play football at all. <laughs> I was always the guy running around. So, uh, Kieran, it's yeah. 38 years. Can you believe that? It's 38 wow. years. Wow. And uh, I, would yeah, not ex I did not expect, once I put that up on YouTube, that I would be calling Ireland... Yet here I am. Yeah. Because yeah. were you born over there in Ireland? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we were uh, Irish immigrant family. Uh, 1963, my father came out. Uh, I was just an infant, and um, he he was a doctor. Went to Galwallonew, which is a wheat belt town. Um, sort of, I don't know, hundred odd miles northeast of Perth, and uh, and then went down to Albany on the south coast, mm-hmm. which is Claremont territory, not Swan District territory, but. Um, so I grew up uh, down in Albany, but I ended up going to uh, a boarding school, Guildford Grammar in Perth, which was in the Swan District's uh, catchment area. So um, yeah, so so um, Irish immigrant family, and then and then when the footballing career didn't come to pass, I, I started travelling around a little bit, as, as most people, or lots of lots of people did in those uh, days, mm. and ended back up in the, in the old country, and and um, and here I am. <laughs> Goodness gracious! When was your first taste of football? Do you remember? Oh, I do. Yeah, um, it was playing for, for CBC. I went to a Christian Brothers School in Albany, and I, you know, I, I have these memories of playing against um, Denmark High School uh, or Denmark Primary School. I think it would have been at that yeah. stage, and and also Nippers. Um, we used to have a little uh, underage football uh, competition called Nippers, and uh, used to run around and you know. <laughs> Your little mini boots and shorts and stuff <laughs> in, in Albany. Yeah, yeah, oh, I loved it, mate. I, I loved the game. And uh, as I think just about everybody who, you know, who finds that they've got something to offer the game in terms of, you know, being able to play, and then you sort of, you know, you get um, you get caught up in your, your ideas of, uh, you know, your, your heroes that you see on the TV. I mean, you know, going back to that 82 Ascot Cup game, I mean, Robert Wiley was named in that team. You know, your dad was named in that team. He didn't play, I don't think. But, um, you know, Rob Wiley was, was um, he was my uh, idol when I was growing up, you know, and, there, and then, you know, he didn't play on that night, but he was named in the side at the time. So amazing stuff, really. The, 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 the understanding that what happened in 82 was that John Todd, who was the coach, uh, had, I think he was preparing basically for his team to try and win a flag, Swan Districts. Yes. And I think he was getting a bit annoyed at the, um, the football commission, who were very pro-Victorian, continually moving the Richmond game around and sort of upsetting yes. his plans. Yes. Yes. When did you first yes. hear that you would be playing in this match? Um, well, uh, specifically, I don't know, but it, there was rumours going around at the, the club at the time, if I remember correctly anyway, because that he was unhappy and they, the, the club was unhappy. See, it was a massive time for Swan Districts in 1982. Well, not in 1980. Since about the 80s, they had been climbing the ladder and the team had been building mm-hmm. and they hadn't won since 1963. So, you know, getting up towards the top end and competing in the finals and, and you know, threatening to have a crack at the Grandian and, and actually pulling it off um, was, was a really big deal at Swans. And they had made the grand final, I think, in 1980, um, and lost, didn't make it 81. But 82, they had a really, really good side. Um, and I got there. It was, you know, it was a tough team to break into. Um, and, um, and I, and I know, I do remember, like, Toddy was, you know, deadly serious uh, about pulling it off. And not just about pulling it off. I think he had this idea that the club was, you know, was gaining in strength and, and they had this era ahead of them where they could do really well. And I think, you know, he was a great player.
player. I never saw him play or anything like this before my time. But, but you know, his career was curtailed. And I think he had this idea that he was going to leave a legacy uh, behind at Swan Districts, which he ended up doing. And, um, and the, he made that decision to send that second string team because I think they had um, a, cu- a couple of times the date had been changed. But his aim, uh, if I remember correctly, was, was uh, to make sure that the side made the second semi-final that year and gave themselves every opportunity to go into the grand final. And I think the, the, the week that the game ended up being scheduled for, um, uh, the Tuesday night in Melbourne, um, just there was too critical a game on the, on the, uh, the, the upcoming Saturday. Yeah. And I, I, it, to my mind, it all happened really quickly. Like it was burbling away, but then quite suddenly we were told, um, you know, that the team, was announced and there were changes as well um i was quite lucky to get on board i think at the time you know um you know there was a handful of us that that were just um you know we'd come up from the colts the under 19s the previous year we were doing okay um it was mid-season you know they, they they could have picked a couple of other guys around us but you know myself warwick simmons mike smith um, they're the three that I remember. Robin Mountford, Chris Burgess. Um, we were we were sort of. I guess we formed a, an element of that side that um, that were doing okay in the reserves. And anyway, lucky enough to get the nod and 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 get to run out on on VFL Park. So you won an only time. So great. your history up into before this game, you you hadn't had you played a senior game with Swan Districts? No. You no. Were, you were a reserves no. player. Reserves player played a year in the Colts. Um, we'd made a grand final the year before. Did okay in pre-season. Got a berth, you know, in the in the reserve side. Was doing okay, and um, uh, yeah, and, and 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 lucky enough to make that that selection to to go to Melbourne. Um, and that was it. I got back, um, saw out the year. Uh, we didn't finish too well, I don't think, in the reserves, but the seniors went on and won the grand final. And then um, I fell out of favour with the list manager the following year uh, and then went to Perth uh, Football Club, played a couple of games in the Rosies there, was doing okay again, but then did a, a, an ACL at South Fremantle Oval. And... Um, and that was that was the that was a really telling point because you you know it took me a long time to realise it. But what happens to a lot of fringe players is that, um, that you don't realise it at the time because you're just gunning to go for it. You know you really want to make it, but you don't really know where you sit in the minds of the selectors and stuff mm-hmm. um, unless you've been singled out and guided. But um, guys like myself who just turned up at the club and who were hoping to get a game and managed to kind of you know scrounge their way in and, and get a few games. Um, you were you were. Uh, you know, easy, it was easy come, easy clo- go for the clubs, really, because the guys like us were a dime a dozen, really. I mean, it, uh, any number of kids would turn up to Colts, you know, or uh, even have a crack at the Reggies coming up from the country. Um, and then, you know, hope for the best. And if you got in, you got in sort of thing. Um, but the clubs would let you go just as quickly as they gave you a game. You know, if you showed some promise, you'd got a game. If you, if you if you didn't sort of fit in, they'd let you go. And that that's what happened. Your um, ACL that you did at South Fremantle, you didn't know at the time it was an ACL? No, no, I didn't. I went down in a, in a screaming pile of agony and uh, really innocuous off-the-ball incident um, and uh, got brought into the change rooms and got ice-packed and, and stuff and uh, went back down to the club the next morning. They said, oh, God, look at that, it's pretty swollen. And... Um, 
and, and that was it. You know, rest it and see what happens when the swelling comes down. Nobody sent me for a scan or nobody did the, the, the test or, you know, anything like that. And um, and I trained, you know, I had to, that was the end of that season and I uh, went through the whole pre-season the following year, worked really, really hard, had a, had a, was starting off pretty well and then uh, early season scratch match, just you know, put you know, turned to, went to went to break and go the other way, and the knee just completely gave out. And um, I went into the uh, into the rooms straight afterwards, really dejected because I knew something serious was wrong. And um, and one of the trainers there just got my knee over the edge of the um, you know the one of the, the chairs or the seats, that, and just you know pulled the knee for, and he just looked at me, and said, "Mate, you, you've done your ACL, and you haven't got one." And um, and I, that's when I got really, I sort of, I got really sort of disappointed at that point because that, you know, I'd lost a year and then, then I was facing another year. But, you know, there was no, um, and that's the difference. You see, if you go back to that 82 Escort Cup match, um, Brian Taylor, BT was playing, of all the people, you know, he was, he lined up at full forward that night. And then he ended up doing his knee. I remember, you know, Ross Neil was talking about, he did his knee in that night, right? But they brought him off and, and he was sitting there and, he, you know, the cameras went down and, and he had his knee in an ice pack and, you know, it was look, looked after and stuff. And I think that's the difference between, I mean, he was a big player. He was recruited out of Pinjarra. He was an exciting young prospect, you know. Um, and that's what you were up against when you were these sort of, um, you know, sort of fringe players. You'd sort of, you'd, you'd run out on the ground and there'd be these giants. I mean, Michael Roach, I mean, you know, um, you know, um, David Cloak playing in those games. Like, these guys were big men, you know, giants. And Richmond, um, you know, because of the team, I mean, Richmond was actually taking this pretty seriously. Their coach was Francis Burke, mm. who wouldn't do anything yeah. half-hearted. Um, you know, every, every right. game's every game is you know an opportunity for victory, regardless if it's a night competition, which this was midway through the season. Um, yeah, I know Ireland can sometimes get a bit cold and maybe gloomy weather-wise. How about Waverley Park in 1982 at night? Oh. <laughs> Mate, it's a it's a, it's a, it's summer over here at the moment, and it's kind of rainy and miserable outside. Uh, I remember uh, running out on, on VFL Park and thinking to myself at Waverley and thinking to myself, God, it's really open. It's really sort of like yeah. cold. Yeah. And um, and it was. It was a wet night. Uh, Swans, we all got uh, long sleeve jumpers. Um, but I just remember, yeah, I sort of remember the vastness. It was kind of a... Um, I don't know, kind of unwelcoming atmosphere. The, the ground was very heavy. It was cold. There was, you know, sort of more or less constant drizzle, if not like steady rain uh, during the game. It was, you know, and the ball was really. I remember the, you know, the ball was really slippery, and it was certainly alien. You know, for you know, Perth football players. You know, if you're brought up in Perth or surrounds Wheatbelt area, Geraldton, you know, it's slightly different down in Albany, but most of the, most of the grounds and most of the winter, um, you, you get reasonable conditions. You know, West Australian players would be, you know, dry weather players on the whole, you know, mm. um, and running out, running out on, on, uh, on Waverley that night was, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was cold and, and muddy. Well, I mean, I remember the, the ball, you know, being just, just being very slippery. You know, we all call it. We all um, call it Arctic Park. Um, Arctic yeah, Park. Yeah, that's the little nickname that everyone in Melbourne gives it. And it was, it had sort of like a saucer shape. You know, the the ground, and um, it was very open. You know, the, it wasn't. Right. A, you know, it was a 
wasn't a welcoming ground for really anyone, not even as a spectator. It was yeah, you know, it, it, it was just it, concrete, um, right? It, it, it was just concrete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Just just a big and and sort of out on the outskirts of town as well, wasn't it? You know, um, oh, yeah. well, it felt like it anyway. No, you're you're in the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne, where there's no train yeah. line to the actual ground. You've got a the train line oh. stops you know, further in another completely different suburb, so you've got to catch a bus if you're, you know, not driving. So it was very unwelcoming f- for everyone. Yet on the on the night, Swan Districts kick how many goals? Uh, four, I think. That's right. How many did Maybe you kick? Maybe five, four. I got three, mate. I got three. Kira, if you weren't there... <laughs> yeah. They might have been... Yeah. Oh, someone else... <laughs> <laughs> Someone else would have got him, I reckon. Um, yeah, no, I, you know, it was funny. I looked back at the game, and I, you know, I never saw it, and uh, I did all right. I, I do. What I remember about playing was that that it was slippery, and that we just couldn't get anything going forward. And if we did, it was very unstructured, and it was just, you know, the. the we hardly kicked to a man. There's very few marks on the night. Um, Richmond just seemed to be in a, you know, it was, a, it was the. the, the Contrast between the two sides was enormous. I mean, Morris Rioli was playing for heaven's sake, and Barry Rawlings, and you know, you know, these guys were just, you know, Dale Waitman was yeah. best on ground on the night, and I mean, he was handling the ball like it was, you know, a sunny Saturday afternoon. You know, it was, it was uh, amazing, and we just couldn't seem to be able to do anything. We were, you know, as a young side. Um, you know, and very inexperienced, overwhelmed. I, I suppose by the by the you know the the occasion to an extent. Um, you just you know missed out on the pace of it. Um, you know, I just felt like we 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 couldn't put anything together, and what we did uh, put together, um, you know. It just it didn't, it didn't go terribly far, but I thought looking back over it that, that everybody tried really hard. I don't feel like we we, yeah. we gave up. I thought yeah. there was a lot of you know contested ball and and um, and we fought for it. We we just mm. you know obviously didn't have the class or capacity to match uh, to match that side. It is it funny you say that way, really. because up until finding the, the the game, when you look at the score line. And you hear that Roach kicks ten goals in a quarter and a half. Mm, you think, mm, well, this is fine. just going to be horrendous. And you watch mm. the game, and Richmond only kicked nine goals to half time. And, right, yeah. and I think to myself, you know, I, I expect, you know, things build up in your mind. I expected it from the moment the ball was bounced that it's just a goal every two minutes by Richmond, and it's just embarrassing. But it actually wasn't yeah. that. There yeah. was, you're right. There was yeah. actually there was a contest that was happening. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I support that. Yeah, um, I, I thought we tried really hard. Um, you know, I really do. I thought we came off, and, and that John, John, you know, Toddy was a difficult one for him. What was he going to say to us? You know, but um, and and in in those games, it's like coaching genius. You know, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. Really, it's it's all about the effort that you put in and, and trying to learn the game and stuff. And yeah. and he was. I remember him being a little bit philosophical about it all. But, uh, we, we contested, yeah. I was happy with that. Did, did, did it ever concern you that, in a sense, yourself and other players were sort of, maybe this is a wrong interpretation, were being used as like a pawn in a decision by the club? Um, well, we were. Um, but, you know, and I did think about it, um, you know, 
since watching the video, you know, where we sort of lounge to the slaughter yeah. and, um, you know, uh, and, you know, expendable fodder uh, as far as the club, club was concerned. But I don't think that that's, um, you know, possibly you could interpret it that way. But the club had bigger fish to fry. And you know, I keep you know, I keep thinking about it. Like they, they were on the edge of, of winning something that they hadn't won for, you know, 20 years. And, um, and it was a big deal. Mm. And, um, and the Escort Cup, you know, I just think John Todd, he, he did get his priorities right because they ended up winning it and they won three in a row. And, you know, all of that is going to, you know, raise up against the club far, far more favourably than, you know, being fined or banned from the Escort Cup competition for a couple of years. Because I think the Escort Cup ended, ended up that year anyway. I don't think it progressed after that or it turned into something else it after changed, that. Uh, might, the setting might have changed, etc. as well. Because Swan Districts were banned until 1985 from yeah, well, right, in, whatever, yeah. in whatever it is, you know, was, was happening yeah. since then. Yeah, yeah. You know that thing about sending young kids out—too many young kids out against a really strong side—and um, damaging their confidence. And I mean, Lou Richards made a comment about it during the commentary, actually. And you know, he was—he was disappointed, and he said, "Look, you shouldn't do this to these mm. kids. You know, have a look at them—they're just being run rings around." Um, and. And I thought about it, you know, the, the Brent Hutton was a big player for Swans. He went on and played. Peter Hodel, uh, you know, played that night. He played a lot of games for Swans League side after that. Um, but Brent Hutton was a, a rising star at the, at the club at the time. And he got put on, you know, Michael Roach in the second half and, um, and had 10. Roach, he came on kicked 10, 10 from 10 kicks or something. And, and there's just nothing Brent could do, you know. Like, Roach, you know, the ball fell for him and stuff. But he, you know, and I just thought, God, I wonder how that affected Brent Hutton. But Brent Hutton went on and played a lot of good, good football. You know, he didn't suffer from that. Um, And I don't think I suffered from it. Uh, You know, uh, it would have been great to win. It would have been great to play with better players around you and and fit into a, 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 you know, a side that was actually had had some capacity. Um, But uh, I don't feel like we were used. Um, I feel like we we had, you know, it was just not. almost an opportunity but and it was I suppose we all looked upon it as an opportunity because we it gave us a chance yeah. to, to show what we could do perhaps you know mm. um, but it, you know yeah it, I, it was a hammering though <laughs> <laughs> it was I think I think you know Peter Landy and Lou Richards I mean they, they were obviously frustrated um, at this game but I, I'm mindful that you know that's very that, you know they're commentators of the, of the Victorian League so, you know, this to them is a Tuesday night or whatever it is, freezing cold. And, you know, there's a protest in a way being made by Swan Districts. So, I mean, at one point, Peter Landy calls it the farce at the park. Um, he, yeah. he then says, you know, it's it's breaking news. It's past Swan Districts' bed time. You know, this is about halfway yeah. through the second quarter. So, you know, yeah. it's, I think from a, spect- from a commentary point of view, you know, there was a bit of anger, I think, or disappointment by them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is unfair on the up. players. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, there was another comment made somewhere along the line about, you know, the team wearing kimbies or half of them being right. in kimbies or start, something yeah. as well. Um, which was, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, rather disparaging, you know, in hindsight, but um, <laughs> not the end of the world. I mean, if you're a commentator, I mean, Richard is famous, you know. I mean, all of those guys were. They, they were the, they were the, you know, the, the, 
the callers of the time, mm. and um, and they had an audience, you know, and they and and they wanted to present football to an audience that was going to be entertained um, by a cracking game of football, but. You know, yeah. that's not what they got. And that's why, you know, I, you know, I think that's why, you know, the, the VFL or the organisers turned against Toddy and, and, and the club because they, you know, it wasn't so much the protest um, because because it wasn't fair on Swans. I think the date had been um, uh, changed twice. twice yes, uh, Swans, had, uh, uh, Swans had offered to play on a Monday afternoon or something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. in Perth, um, and, and they were just told, no, without consultation, uh, apparently, um, told, no, the game is going ahead on Tuesday night. And... Um, and he said, "All right then. Well, uh, if that's the case, you know, I'm not risking my 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 first team, um, and I'm sending out the second team." <laughs> so, so he did that, and I think that um, that the punishment was kind of meted out because of the um, <laughs> the television audience not getting anything like they um, no. you know deserved, I suppose, or that all the, the organisers um, thought that they deserved. Um, so. Well, well, uh, in 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 the Swan Districts, were there any other Irish players? Not at the time, um, you know, heritage-wise, certainly. But um, you know, um, no, no. I okay. think th- this was pre-Gaelic days. You know, um, you know, the only people playing footy at the time were, were you know, new immigrants like myself who, who had played enough junior football to understand the game right. or to know the game and have a crack at it. But no. No, the, no those, uh, they, they, the Irish kids, are, that's a fairly recent phenomenon in my, in my mind anyway. Sometimes football does amazing things to people and people remember certain memories of names, etc. Has anyone ever come up to you and said, gee, your name rings a bell? No. Uh, you know, I, I worked in the wine industry for 20 years and sold Australian wines uh, you know, across England and Ireland and... Um, uh, I met a, a young winemaker um, who was at uh, Franklin River, and uh, at, a, at a wine uh, conference or you know um, event. Yeah. And, and he goes, he goes, did you play for Swan Districts? <laughs> and like he's like you know twenty five young, years younger than me or something. Like that. And I said, I said yes, mate, a long, long time ago. And he goes, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I seem to recall your name. And uh, and I said, yeah, oh, look, you know, reserves player, mate. And uh, but yeah, he seemed, you know, he said it. Like, and and I got pulled over by the cops for speeding once, and this, <laughs> and uh, the cop goes, so I, you know, get a cheer on. And I looked at him, I said, oh, do I know? Do I know you? He said, no, yeah, you, you don't. But um, you know, where are you going? And by the way, you're going a little bit too fast. So you know, some people sort of, you know. Uh, I suppose, you know, might have known who you were, but, um, you know, it's only local, only local. Well, that's that's better than nothing, because on the, on the Waffle website, you know, where they list all their all their players, there is um, uh, Kieran Albert Lynch, which is you. Yeah, uh, yeah Number 45, right. one game, three goals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I hate, I hate to say that's the end of the, the entry there for you at Swan yeah, Districts. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, that's it. That's do you it. keep in co- do you keep in contact with anyone from Strawn Districts? No, no. Uh, whenever I go back to Perth and I find myself out that way, well, I do a little bit. A guy called Luke Hampson, uh, I was at school with him. Uh, he was he was um, contracted by the club, but he didn't go on and have a career. He he was a uh, 
slightly recalcitrant uh, individual, uh, very talented cricketer and, and, and footballer. Mm. Uh, and the club, um, the club, um, you know, contracted him and put him through school. In fact, I think, um, but he 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 sort of didn't like that idea and uh, and gave up on it. Um, but we're still friends. Um, uh, but no, I don't. I I don't. Uh, you know, I, I left. I was from Albany, um, and after after the footballing thing uh, happened or ended, uh, you know, I went travelling, and and then I ended up living on this side of the world. I went to. I played a couple of years in in uh, in the Brosser and Light League in uh, outside Adelaide when I went to uh, wine school in uh, in the late eighties, and then I came uh, back this side of the world and worked this side of the world. So I sort of fell out with uh, not fell out, but you know, just yeah. lost lost contact with everybody and 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 the whole thing. And I went through a wilderness where I didn't, you know, I kind of lost interest in the, in the whole Australian football scene. But then after a period, it was like, oh, I don't, you know. I wonder what's going on, and so the internet arrived, and that just you know opened everything up again, and and um, and I've now become a fully fledged AFL fan, and and stronger than ever. You know, in the last ten years, I, I I've got right back into it. Who's, who's and your I team? I love the game. And, well, I don't I don't support anybody out and out. Um, I just love watching the games, you know, and I love the teams coming through. I absolutely loved it when the when the doggies got up and won in in fifteen. I mean, what a story that was. Yeah. You know, um, you know, just watching Richmond come from, you know, your own side, watching Richmond come from the doldrums to suddenly clicking and, and, and then, you know, um, hitting the, the heights that they've achieved in the last couple of years, watching Dustin Martin just emerge as a phenomenal player, mm. um, you know, watching watching um, Alex Rance play and, you know, Murray Rance played in that, in that swamp, Alex's dad played in that game in, in, in 1982 and I remember, you know, there's a story there about, uh, about um, you know, friendships and stuff that I had and, and um, Murray Rance and, and Swan Districts back in the, in the early 80s and, you know, just little things like that come back to you and you realise that, you, you know, you sort of played a role in this or, or you sort of ventured into the, um, you know, into the atmosphere <laughs> of, uh, of, of Australia in rules and um, and that you do have these little sort of threads that attach you to the to the greater wider picture um, it's true isn't and it it's, and it's wonderful yeah. I, huh? it's true you're exactly right yeah the tree branches sort of go out in all different directions yeah they do yeah for sure um, and it's it's wonderful it's it's wonderful and, I like, and, and it, it goes back to the game as well you know just you know playing and that, those memories of being you know at 57 years of age you can't play anything like you know obviously like you could before but if your body gets older and you have these kind of memories of, of uh, what it was like to be able to run around and jump and catch and kick and you know you know get around somebody and you know mark make take a mark or mm. get the ball through the goals and it's a good feeling you know playing the game was a was a great feeling i have very strong memories of of loving it you know really really loving it and i think most players um carry that you know that sort of as they retire and stuff the nostalgia for the game um hits you and it and it's um you know never having played in front of large crowds but but you know there would have been an, an enormous thrill went, that, that went with that but nothing that compares to actually you know um taking that big mark or kicking that goal or picking the ball up on the run or making mm -hmm. some kind of sly handle that that gets the ball down the pitch and you know pure football um yeah. they're, they're the real sort of um you know the thrills and the opportunity to play with with 
really good players. Um, you know, it's, it's great memories. Great memories. As we finish up, football, Australian rules football over in Ireland, does it get much of a run on television? Yeah. Um, there, um, no. So if if you yeah if you want to watch it, it, it does it does hold interest because there's a lot of you know the Gaelic football over here is a, an amateur sport, um, but it's played to a very high standard and the and the, the training that goes into it, um, you know, these guys you know they play to a very high level um, and they and you know the games are tough and hard, but they don't get paid for it. So the idea of going out to Australia is attractive, um, you know, mm-hmm. and having a professional footballing career is is attractive. Mm-hmm. And so there's a um, there, there's a body of, of young uh, players that you know um, you know watch AFL on on you know download or, or you know, get onto the website and watch the live matches and stay in touch with it and you know um, have half an eye on the on the idea that they might be able to uh, you know get a contract and, and go out and play. So, uh, and, and those combined rules games, even though I don't really like watching them, um, uh, it plays a role um, in bringing Irish people closer to the Australian game and, um, and you know, introducing them to the idea of a, a potential uh, professional contract. And um, as we know, um, you know, every year one or two pop up and have a crack, and some go on and have reasonable careers. Um, so it, 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 amongst the GAA scene, um, Australian rules football definitely has a following, and it, it, you know, people have half an eye on it, you know, and they talk about it. Uh, so mm. it's it's known and it's uh, and it's appreciated. Yeah. Well, on behalf of all the Swan Districts fans, thank you for participating in the Escort Cup that day. Um, and even on behalf of all the Richmond fans, um, we're very grateful that you are... You probably didn't realise it at the time, but you're a part of football history forever, really. And you yeah, might find you might yeah. find your name gets banded around much more now, uh, Kieran, now that, the footage has, <laughs> now that the footage has been discovered and uh, yeah, yeah, people yeah. can put a name well, to a face, etc. Yeah. Absolutely, Brett, and I would urge all of your listeners and the entire Richmond Football Club to to, to go to your um, your his, history uh, based site, and and it's wonderful to have these conversations, you know, uh, because history history plays a big part, and, and uh, it's important, you know, to to reflect on these things. But uh, I would encourage everybody to go to those videos, those four quarter videos that you have posted up on Red Bartlett, on YouTube, yeah. and. Um, and, 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 and YouTube and, and watch the game for what it's worth. You know, it, it, the game has changed an awful lot since then. Um, but there were some great players. Richmond had a great side. Look, and, and let's not forget, Murray Rance went on and had a great VFL career. And Peter Sartori, what a player. Peter Sartori for Swan Districts was 17 years old when he played for us on that night. And he was running around like a, like a, like a veteran, you know. And he went on. And if it wasn't for injuries, he would have been a really, like he would have been a, uh, I think he, he had the credentials to be an all-time great Peter Sartori mm. and he's a wonderful kid as well he's a year younger than me and played like a champion on that night so anyway well anyway, the, um, the, the pleasure well, has been all mine I can assure you today with this interview <laughs> so I, I, I'm yeah. very grateful with that so thank you very much not at all Rhett. thanks very very much for the call mate and thank you again for putting uh, for finding it and putting it up and making an old man happy <laughs> <laughs>
So there it was, a great chat with Kieron Lynch from the Swans district side of 1982. A reminder, if you have at home any old VHS tapes of things taped off the TV, I'm relating to football here, obviously, football matches, football television shows, might be escort cup matches or any of those night competitions, and they're on VHS tape, let's get them off that. Let's digitize them. Let's get them up onto YouTube so everyone can see them. And you can reach out to me if you like on Facebook. My Facebook handle is RFC Historian. You can reach out to me on Twitter. And my Twitter handle is Retrospective, spelled R-H-E-T-T-R-O-S-P-E-C-T-I-V-E. Or you can follow me on YouTube, which is youtube.com forward slash Rhett Bartlett. If you have football stuff on old videotapes that you've recorded off the TV, I want them so we can digitize them, so we can get them up online. You might be on a gold mine. You might have a piece of footage that hasn't seen the light of day since its original broadcast. So I hope to hear from you.